no sales tax on groceries, and no new taxes on gasoline. Those are two proposals that are in Governor J.B. Pritzker's new budget plan. His administration says the changes would help lead to $1 billion in tax relief for Illinois residents as they continue to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic and inflation. Joining us now to talk about the plan and the Illinois governor's race that is starting to heat up are two journalists you know very well. Crane Chicago business political reporter A.D. Quigg. Hey, A.D. Hey. And WBEZ state politics reporter Dave McKinney. Hi, Dave. Hey, good morning, Sasha. Dave, $1 billion in tax relief. That sounds like a lot. Uh, lay out the details on what the governor wants to do here on groceries and gas, etc. Well, yeah, I mean, to, to just about anybody, a billion dollars sounds like a lot of money. Um, but, you know, in the reality of, you know, in, in terms of what everyday people are going to feel if this all passes intact as the governor proposes it, it, it may not, you know, it may not really have too much impact on people's everyday, uh, you know, budgeting. But anyway, the long and the short of it is uh, he's talking about suspending a, a 1% food tax that uh, is in effect currently right now. That, that suspension would last a year. And so basically that means, you know, you would, uh, you know, if you go to the grocery store and you have a $200 uh, bill, you're, you're going to save $2 uh, on that trip to the to the uh Grocery store. Okay. The gas tax piece of this, uh, th- that would, uh, it's supposed to, uh, back in 2019, there was a, a, a law that went into effect that tied um, the, the increases in the state motor fuel tax, which goes to fund road construction and things like that. It would tie it to the rate of inflation. And so, you know, even though inflation is higher, that, that the amount that was due to kick in on July 1st is 2.3%. So he's talking about suspending that increase. And so, again, you know, we just heard on the national news report there about average gas prices at about three thirty. You know, that's going to mean about maybe seven or eight cents a gallon. Uh, you know, if if that is the number you're using, mm. and then finally the property tax rebates. Uh, you know, those are are, are income based. Uh, if you're making two hundred fifty thousand dollars or less as an individual, or five hundred thousand or less as a couple, you could qualify for tax rebates that could reach as much as three hundred dollars. And the real interesting piece of that, of course, is that these. These uh, payments could go out before the election. What's the plan to pay for all this? Well, I mean, uh, you know, the, the revenues that the state's been bringing in on its two main drivers, uh, the state sales tax and the state income tax, have been a little healthier than, than expected. I mean, they had the, the Pritzker administration had forecast smaller numbers than what we're getting in, and, and so growth is a little bit more robust. So he's saying, well, let's go ahead and use some of this excess uh, to, to go ahead and, and give people, you know, during a particularly tough economic time with inflation growing at, at you know, 7% annually, let's give, let's give some relief. It's also, you know, not lost on anybody that this is happening in an election year. Mm-hmm. A.D., I know that you are all too familiar, familiar with that as well. Uh, you know, the governor here is sending a message that he knows many Illinois families are hurting financially because of this pandemic and because of the inflation and the economy. What do you make of the proposal? I think you're exactly right that economic issues are top of mind for a lot of Illinois voters. Inflation is going on. Um, Folks are worried about their paychecks in the future. So any kind of relief that a governor can offer is important, especially when Republicans on the other side of the campaign ticket are going to be making a big deal about here's what the governor has done to raise your taxes or make Illinois more expensive to live in or drive the population away from the state. So we already know that um, 
Ken Griffin, who's very involved or about to be very involved in this election, is very interested in taxation. Um, we saw the governor's failed attempt to bring a graduated income tax to the state, which we'll probably be hearing about again on the campaign trail. So I think economic issues are top of mind. and I'll be interested to see what else the governor does to kind of stave off attacks from the right. The, uh, the governor delivers his state of the state address this Wednesday at noon A.D. and, and later his budget address. Remind listeners where we're at with the budget process right now and what comes next. So what comes next, obviously, is the speech. Um, A lot of negotiating with both sides. Something I'm going to be watching closely is what the governor proposes as far as the unemployment insurance trust, which sounds very wonky, but is very important. It's basically um, when folks lose their jobs, what we pay unemployment insurance out of. And it's been deeply in the hole for a while now. Um, A key question is going to be of the of the remaining federal relief dollars, we think there's about $3 billion. How much is the governor going to dedicate to that trust? Why does this matter to normal people? Um, to make up that difference, employers have to pay more taxes and or employees usually have to take a cut in the kinds of benefits that they get from the unemployment trust. So I'll be watching closely on that. Uh, I'll also be watching the governor's messaging about um, what better shape the state is in under his leadership fiscally. We've seen uh, a historic bond upgrade that we hadn't seen in several years in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll also be looking for what he says about DCFS, of which there's been several scandals at lately. Um, and then it, it's a bunch of back and forth with the legislature about, is this how all of us want to spend this money? And the governor has a pretty easy time because he's got uh, majorities in both the House and Senate. Dave, we know that we have a, a Democratic supermajority in, in Springfield. So is this budget proposal, does does it pass easily, given that? Well, I would imagine that most people, uh, particularly on the Democratic side, are going to be all too eager uh, in what you know a lot of analysts say is going to be potentially a big Republican year nationally. They're going to want to have their names on, on any kind of legislation that involves tax cuts. And so this is, this is you know, probably going to be front and center for many of them to do that. But in the same, at the same time, I mean, you are talking about a billion dollars kind of being put out there on the table. And, and any time you're talking about a big amount of money like that, there are always competing interests trying to carve it up in different ways. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think, you know, there may be some of that. But I do think that, you know, given that the governor is, is full bore behind us, and, you know, we haven't heard yet from the, uh, the legislative leaders, uh, Speaker Welch or Senate President Don Harmon, but, you know, assuming that both of them are going to be in lockstep with him on this, I would imagine this plan is pretty much going to pass intact. So what we've been discussing so far are some of the top line details that reporters have been able to learn up to this point. So I want to hear from both of you what else you're going to be looking for in the governor's address on Wednesday and in the full budget. I'll start with you, Dave. Well, I mean, I think A.D. hit on, the, on a lot of the points there that are, are important uh, kind of extras. You know, I mean, people with these budgets, you're always looking to see, you know, is the state making its full payment for the pensions, and and all indications are that, that Pritzker is going to do that. He's done it every year. He's he's put together a budget. Um, I, I think people, uh, you know, are naturally interested in the effect of, you know, how much how much has the the bill backlog uh, gone down? And that's that's this gigantic mountain of unpaid bills that, that the state has. I mean, under previous administration and, and the two year budget impasse we had mm-hmm. uh, under former Governor Rauner, I mean, that went up to something like fourteen billion dollars. And at last check, that's down to about $2 billion. So I think that, you know, what, you know, as A.D. pointed out, I mean, you're going to hear probably over and over and over again in this speech 
th th these are all signs of continuing fiscal improvement in Illinois, which naturally kind of dovetails with his main campaign message that we're going to hear, uh, and we already are hearing, on some of his commercials that are out there now that the state is better off under his stewardship. What about you, A.D.? Um, I'm going to be looking at a bit more detail on this property tax rebate program. Is it going to be part of a broader scope of property tax reform, which is another thing we hear Republicans talking a lot about. And then I'm also going to be looking for um, whatever federal money is not used to plug this unemployment insurance trust fund gap. Uh, what kind of stuff is he going to be spending it on? Are we going to hear more about uh, potential anti-violence interruption programs? Because um, I know another big election issue is going to be crime across the state. So I'm, I want to see if he uses any of this budget speech to say, here's what we're doing to help municipalities fight crime or dedicate more funding or where the funding is going to come from, from a big suite of anti-violence programs that he rolled out a couple months ago. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking state politics with A.D. Quigg from Crane Chicago Business and WBEZ's Dave McKinney as we're starting to get a picture of Governor Pritzker's budget proposal for the coming fiscal year. Coming up on the program, we're going to talk with the author of the new book, Just Pursuit, A Black Prosecutor's Fight for Fairness. So stay with us for that conversation. Dave, before we move on to some related topics, any Republican response? to the budget proposal details? Well, the the, the Griffin back candidate, uh, Aurora Mayor Richard Urban, uh, and his running mate, Avery Bourne, the state legislator from down around Springfield, they were out, uh, you know, before 8 o'clock this morning with their own spin on this. And, you know, they were talking about this. They used language calling this uh, package that Pritzker's proposing election year gimmicking. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they say uh, that it, it's really all about trying to cover up out-of-control crime and higher taxes. And, of course, those are the two main points that Republicans uh, intend to hit Pritzker with during, you know, during the next you know, several months through November. So that's, that's kind of the fill that we're hearing so far. They're pointing to the, you know, the failure of the graduated income tax. And that's, that's an interesting point here because just if you remember in 2020, we were in, in such dire straits fiscally that you know, th this was part of the, the reason that, that the governor was so full bore behind uh, changing our income tax structure from a flat rate uh, and, and making it uh, an income-based type of thing so that the wealthier people paid more. Um, you know, that, that's going to be a talking point that, that Republicans drill in on over and over again it's, and, and, and probably point to what they believe would be contradictions in the messaging. Like, how can we have been in, in difficult times two years ago such that, uh, you know, this, this increase needed to happen or that the change in the tax structure needed to happen? And here we are today talking about tax cuts. Hmm. Is it safe to say, uh, Dave, that, that the, the governor's race will be a, a referendum on the pandemic and the economy? Well, I think so. And, and certainly crime. You know, people uh, in, in Chicago and the suburbs are feeling crime, you know, at every corner, basically. You know, are you going to be carjacked tomorrow or, or, or held up? I mean, that's that's a very... You know, it's a different world that a lot of a lot of Chicagoans are living in, in, in neighborhoods that, uh, you, you know, troubled neighborhoods as well as, as neighborhoods that, that have more of a history of, you know, not having a lot of, uh, of violent crime. So I think those th those three things certainly are going to be uh, front and center. And, and mm -hmm. you know, Pritzker's job is going to be, uh, you know, whether whether he gets reelected, it's going to be based on those three things. How much of this proposal, Dave, would you say is aimed at independents or other voters who, who might be on the fence about Governor Pritzker? 
Well, I think the property tax rebate piece of this is is a clear kind of thing where, you know, you, you, you're you zeroing in on homeowners. And, and I think this election is going to be decided, as many of them are, and, and what what how did the collar counties vote? I mean, if you if you look back in, in, into the uh, 2018 election cycle when, when Pritzker defeated Rauner, Pritzker ran the table in the collar counties except for McHenry County, which is highly unusual because, you know, DuPage County, for example, Kane County, for example, those have been longtime Republican strongholds. A lot of people in those those counties own their homes. And so this this is a gesture, I would say, that's targeting, you know, people in that um demographic perhaps mm-hmm. um you know and and i think the uh you know the, the the other pieces of this the economic messaging i think that's that's a uh that's an important uh you know uh gesture that i think could cut across many many demographics cities suburban downstate uh and and you know the thing that you can you be assured about is with pritzker and and uh you know he just dropped 90 million dollars into his campaign fund a couple of weeks ago he's going to have the money to get this messaging out over and over and over again, and I would say by March or April, we're just uh, we're all going to be weary of all the campaign commercials yeah. that that are out there flying around. And and briefly remind us, uh, Ad, who is running on the GOP side, and how is that race shaping up so far? So it's it's relatively crowded. We have a bunch of candidates, but the ones that we're focusing on a lot are uh, State Senator Darren Bailey, uh, Aurora Mayor Richard Irvin, businessman Gary Rabine. Uh, former state senator Paul Schimpf and Jesse Sullivan, uh, a venture capitalist. So it's it's pretty crowded. We still have several months until the primary. Um, obviously, the big news lately has been around Richard Irvin and a lot of the state GOP support that seems to be coalescing around him and a, and a statewide ticket of other more, kind of moderate-ish uh, Republican candidates. Hmm. This is something I've been hearing from GOP folks for a while. We need to come up with candidates that can both make it through the primary, where the most uh, rightward voters are are active, but also make it through a general election in what is generally considered a blue state. So we need uh, moderates who can also win back suburban voters that used to vote really strongly, like Dave said, in the collar counties uh, for Republicans. So as a reporter, I got to be focused not only on the big story, which is Richard Irvin and when is Ken Griffin going to give him a bunch of money, but also these other candidates that are in the race and how they might shake out in this primary. Because uh, when we think of uh, Darren Bailey, this crusade that he's made statewide against the governor's mask mandates and COVID response, um, and, and Jesse Sullivan and what what he would bring to the table as kind of a venture capitalist business guy. Yeah. Um, I'll be I'll be looking closely at kind of what the polling shows of the Republican electorate heading into this election, and I'm also going to be trying to figure out what we can learn from uh, other races that happened earlier this year in New Jersey and Virginia, and how COVID played into both of those. I want to touch briefly on on something here before we run out of time, AD, and that's your piece that was out this morning about Ken Griffin, Illinois' richest person. He's a mega donor on the Republican side. He's You say that he's preparing to, quote, underwrite an all-out effort to unseat Governor Pritzker. Briefly tell us his strategy and, and who he's backing. Right. So Ken Griffin, a few months ago at an economic club address, basically said he was going all in to defeat Governor Pritzker, that he thought he was taking the state in the wrong direction. Um, he has not yet donated in this race yet, but he was very active, obviously, in the fight against the graduated income tax, was a supporter of Governor Rauner in 2014 and 2018, um, and he has been a growing influence in the GOP nationally. Um, I wanted to look at, because I had heard that he had given to races in in his home state of Florida, where Citadel Securities, the company he founded, also has an office, and I wanted to get a sense of, you know, 
we know he gives a ton of money in Illinois, but mm-hmm. what else is he doing around the country? And it turns out over the past 20 or so years, he's given out a quarter of a billion dollars to candidates. And in 2020, he was ranked among the top four uh, most generous billionaire donors in the country. So not only is he giving in statewide races here in Illinois, in Florida, uh, but he's also giving in local elections like the New York uh, mayoral race, donating to kind of tough on crime candidates there, and also a ton of um, Republican causes in D.C., super PACs, hybrid PACs, so-called carry PACs that are spending on races all over the country. Interesting stuff. We've been speaking with A.D. Quigg from Cranes and WBEZ's own Dave McKinney. A.D. and Dave, thank you both. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.